Hey everybody, welcome to the BA Podcast. This is your co-host James with Jake. Episode 153. Jake, how's it going? Happy Monday, man. It's going great. It's the start of the free agent market, technically. It's the, uh, what do they call it? The um, legal tampering. Tampering period, which, funny enough, um, they're supposed to have no contact throughout the whole entire offseason. But surprisingly, the first yeah. free agent deal was made a minute after it started, which makes you wonder <laughs> that either it was the shortest call ever and the easiest negotiation of a contract you've ever seen in your life, or they were talking beforehand. No, yeah, I don't know. I mean, teams are talking all over the time during the offseason. I think it's just a bunch of bull. Um, but hey, it's time. It's great. I love it. Love when it happens. It's here. Um, new league year is upon us. Trades are happening. Free agency is happening. And he, I just got to say it. NFL free agency in the offseason is the best out of all sports. Would you agree? I agree, especially if your team like does stuff. But that also that's also a double edged sword because that means your team's not good to begin with. If they're out in free agency, free agency making a bunch of moves, but it's it is fun to see that when that happens though. Yeah, one hundred percent. Obviously, we'll talk about what our team did in the Forty Niners, what other teams did uh, for themselves. Uh, but let's talk about the best team in the Bay Area, and that is yep, the San Jose Earthquakes. Been a tough start to the year. And they're 0-1-2. Uh, the coach is talking about yes. how poor they are, which is true. But it's like, okay, dude, the season started. Okay, like, get over it. You're not going to be able to get all these big-time players. Just coach the team, shut up, and try to win and get in the playoffs for the second time in your tenure here. Uh, so, you know, he needs to be quiet a little bit. Or he can leave, which is kind of bad because he's a pretty good coach. But you wouldn't know that by his record. Um, so, yeah, they suck. Uh, and guess who owns that team? Uh, one of the A's, uh, same guy, same owner as the A's. Yep, same owner as the A's, and that cheap stake organization, which we'll get into a little bit later, of how they should not even have a team, and how I feel bad for their fans, and how Cavill should maybe stop thinking of funny tweets to, t- to tweet about, maybe work on you know trying to build a contender that gives a shit about winning. But we'll get to that later. I don't hate the A's or anything. Um, so that's Earthquake Minute. I do have a question. How's our guy Chopin um, he scored a goal his first game, and I haven't heard anything else there you go. yet. But yikes! Well, yeah. score a well goal let's move on to the second minute of the podcast, and that is San Jose Sharks. Um, I almost said the <laughs> earthquakes. Again. I almost said the earthquakes again. Um, yeah, so the trade deadline's a week away, I believe. Um, they're twenty six, twenty six, and seven, uh, which is not good. Uh, so they're basically a long shot at making the playoffs, which, you know, sucks, but it's also kind of fine because they need a lottery pick because they don't have that much prospects. And their team's old as hell and expensive. So that's not good. Um, so they have to do that. Joe Thornton returns tonight. His first game, I think, in the in San Jose with fans back. I know he played the Sharks last year on the at home when he played for the Blue Jacket. No, for the, the Blue Jays are the... Canada's baseball team, the um, Maple Leafs. Uh, but I don't think he played here yet. So it's his first game here tonight with the Florida Panthers against the Sharks. See what happens with that. Then trade block, it's Hurdle, Tomas Hurdle, 
Alexander Barabanov, James Reimer, and James and a Jake Middleton, who are all on the trade block apparently. Uh, so deadline's in a week, so they make a decision on that. I'm hoping they trade a bunch of. I'm hoping they trade. You know, Reimer and Middleton get at least a pick back for that. Uh, but I want Hurdle to stay. Um, and Barabanov is a pretty good like third line center or third line like left wing player, but he's playing on the first wing. I mean, the first line is their team sucks. So, and he's, a, and he's a free agent after this year, so they need to re-sign him. But he's good. I like him. He's Russian. He's really good. He's fast. He's quick. Um, so, yeah, that's your Sharks Minute. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, poor, uh, poor start for the earthquake. You hate to see it. Sharks not, you know, Doing shit. playing well. But, hey, if they got to trade guys to get better, the upcoming seasons might as well start doing it now and during the deadline. If only the, the shark, if only the sharks had this prospect who they could call up. Oh wait, he's in Sweden. Oh wait. <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, one of the biggest sporting events uh, that that happened during March, and that is March Madness, yep, spring training. college basketball. Oh, you say spring training? I mean, yeah. I mean, that that starts what Friday. Uh, well, spring start, training, I think, it, that, right? it already started, but the seat, the like, the preseason starts Friday. Preseason starts Friday. Already. I think. Okay, I think. Nice, the, I know nice, the Giants nice. play Friday, but I'm not sure if a team plays Thursday or not. Um, they both play Friday. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Both on the 18th. But yeah, I mean, let's talk about March Madness. Obviously, big. We're both huge college basketball fanatics, right, Jake? Oh, absolutely! I stay up late watch, watching Hawaii versus Portland uh, when I have the chance. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, uh, completely false. Um, really, I mean, the only games I've really watched uh, is really just St. Mary's. Honestly, I don't watch yeah. any other basketball or I've college watched, basketball game ever. I watch nothing of it. Only, not a only up until March Madness, and I watch. Almost every game. Yep. Because yeah. it's just so fun to watch. It's just, it's just, yeah. it's just, it's just something else, man. Co- college basketball March is just something else. Yeah, um, my favorite thing is the not watch a single second. Then when the tournament comes, ridicule all the teams. And why they want to go for two for one, right? Yeah, I, that's what. That's why I can't watch. Like that's your biggest one. That's yeah. that's your that's your biggest pet peeve, dude. You're the two two for ones, dude. We have fifty huh? seconds left. Let's go huh? for a two for one. No, let's let's take thirty seconds off the clock. Did a bad shot, missed, and lose. <laughs> but yeah, obviously, um, I mean, we have really two things here. I mean, overall topic, obviously, uh, college basketball March Madness is upon us. I uh, can't wait for it. Sixty-four teams. I mean, sixty-eight teams going at it. Uh, the first uh, playing game start tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's here. Can't wait for it. Uh, Jake and I are on our own uh, bracket challenge this year. Just me and him. This first year, shits and gigs. Um, I mean, obviously the heavy favorite. I mean, we'll go over it right now. The heavy favorite here is would you, this Gonzaga. What didn't you say, Jake? Would you agree with that? I I guess so. Yeah, they're number one. So I think so. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, they get the number one. Uh, yeah, the one of the best players in the league in Chet Holmgren uh, with him. Uh, I think he he won uh, incoming freshman of the year at the WCC Defensive Player of the Year for the WCC as a as a freshman over there. 
West. They are in the same bracket as Duke, uh, who's the number two seed there. Uh, it's Coach K's last year. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, he's retiring after this season. Uh, will we see Duke do something in the tournament to send off Coach K uh, with a championship? We shall see. Hope not. Uh, for the most part, in the East, uh, you have Baylor as the one seed. Uh, this is where also St. Mary's got seeded as the fifth seed, going up against either Wyoming or Indiana University, um, who is the 12th seed. Um, huge history of 12 seeds and five seeds um, with the upsets. Plus, St. Mary's is not going to have the upset this year. You know, got to take them over whoever they're playing. Um, the the one underdog I have going in the West, let's talk about underdogs right now. In the round of 64, just in general, I have Memphis beating Boise State, who's the A seed. I have New Mexico State, who's the 12 seed, beating UConn. Um, I have Davidson beating Michigan State. A little uh, Stephen Curry, Draymond action there in that game in the first round of the tournament. Uh, I have Marquette beating North Carolina. Do you know anyone who went to Marquette, Jake, in the NBA? Name one player. Dwayne Wade, Juan Toscano Anderson. And who else? One more. Jimmy Butler. Thank you. Vander Blue. Um, I have Virginia Tech beating Texas. They're, Virginia Tech's Texas, the 11th seed. Texas being the 6th seed. Um, Kentucky in the East is the number two seed behind Baylor as the one seed. Um, then you have the South region where Arizona is the number one seed here uh, regarded as one, one of the better teams aside from Gonzaga in the tournament. Uh, I have them winning it in another bracket. Um, in this bracket with me and Jake, I have Gonzaga winning it all. Um, I have UAB at 12 seed beating Houston. I, I just love 12. That's it's just 12 seeds are notorious for beating five seeds. That's just really how it is. I just don't know why. But that's just how it is in college basketball during the tournament. Uh, everyone knows Leola Chicago and sister. What's her name? Sister what? Oh, that fuck. Oh, God. <laughs> I have the beating Ohio State. I hate uh, her. They have a 10 seed. Ohio State is the 7 seed. Uh, Villanova. They are very seasoned teams in tournament. Uh, won a couple years ago. Um, they are 2 seed. I have them beating uh, Delaware, uh, who's the 15 seed. Uh, and the last region uh, is the Midwest. Kansas being number one seed here, while Auburn takes the number two seed. Uh, the two seed Auburn having uh, possibly the number one overall pick and Jabari Smith there. Uh, we'll see what he can make some noise in the tournament. Um, here in the round of 64 uh, in the Midwest, uh, let me see. Really high on South Dakota State beating Providence. South Dakota State being the 13th seed, Providence being the four. Yeah, you watched all, you broke down Iowa all the game State. tape of them, right? Uh, I watched a bunch of games on South Dakota State. Absolutely. Watched every single game this season. That's yeah. why I picked them to be Providence. <laughs> uh, this, is yeah. my, this is like my up. This is my Midwest is really my upset bracket for the most part. I have a lot of upsets going into South Dakota State. Like I just mentioned, Iowa State. Being the 16 LSU, Colgate beating Wisconsin, uh, Miami beating USC because fuck USC. Um, True, but yeah, I mean, obviously I won't go into the round of 32 or Sweet 16, but I mean, one team that I, you know, um, you're going through all of them. No, I won't go all. I won't oh. go through all of them unless you want me to. No. It's up to you. No, I'm um, good. 
I mean, I, I mean, I'll just go into some teams that I think who have a really big chance and who are lower seeds to make it really far. Um, you know, I, I'll take you for being, your worry. You know why? Because you you grinded all the tape. You watched every game. Exactly, grinded all the tape. You know the key, you know the key is though. In, you know the key is in tournament time. It's the older, experienced players and good guard play. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be able to shoot the ball. Yeah, um, I mean, for the most part, what I've been reading is that you you got to be able to make your free throws uh, in crunch time here in the tournament and not have many turnovers. Um, but I mean, for the most part, uh, some big some big name teams um, making to the Sweet Sixteen haven't been there in a minute. Obviously, St. Mary's bringing the fifth seed. I have them indeed making it to the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, they made it to the round of thirty-two uh, before while I was there. Um, they were going to make the tournament my last year there, but uh, COVID happened, and they weren't able to. They were not able to make, uh, have the tournament at all, which kind of sucked. Yeah, no um, same I have area. UAB uh, being a 12 seed making the Sweet 16. I have Iowa another five seed making it in the Sweet 16, and Iowa State also making it in the Sweet 16. Who's an 11 seed? I actually also have Iowa State beating Auburn, making it into the Elite Whoa. Eight. I also Whoa. have St. Mary's making it to the Elite Eight. Uh, accompanied by Gonzaga, who would, play, who would play Duke. St. Mary's would play Kentucky. Arizona playing Tennessee. And Iowa versus Iowa State in a state of Iowa game. That would be kind of crazy to see. Why not have it in the tournament? Um, going into the Final Four, I have Gonzaga playing Kentucky and Tennessee playing Iowa. And then with the eventual championship game with Gonzaga playing Iowa and Gonzaga beating them 6-8. to eight. To 65 that is uh, that, that's Jake and I's uh, well that's your picks bracket that, that's that, that's our picks that's that's my picks that's uh, that's also just our fun VA podcast going head to head my each final other. four is different um, see who can get the max points say that one more time my final four is different yeah hey why don't you go over yours I, I, for some reason I can't see yours I, I think it's because the tournament hasn't started yet yeah why don't you go over yours? Yeah, so I'm going to go game by game, starting with the final four, because that's all that matters. Um, I got, I do have St. Mary's going to the Sweet 16, though. I like that. I like that. Uh, I've grinded the tape. They have good guard play, experienced coach who's won big in the tournament before, and they play good defense. Yeah, Tommy Cousy, Randy Bennett, man. Yeah, they play good yeah. defense. They hold into the ball. They know what they're doing over there. And Rob, you love my this final team. four. Gonzaga versus Baylor. Arizona versus Kansas. All the one seeds. I got Gonzaga beating Kansas 84-79, and that's my bracket. Yeah, Gonzaga beating who? Kansas? Kansas, 84-79. Well, there you go. Yeah, I have Gonzaga winning in two of my brackets. But my money bracket, I do indeed have Arizona winning that one. Um, if anyone wants to join this Racket, hit us up or hit me up specifically because Jake's not a part of it. But yeah, hit me up mm. or hit my or hit my guy, Vision Samra, uh, via Twitter or Instagram to get in prior to Thursday, where the actual first game start. Obviously, there's playing games starting tomorrow, but there will be the tournament will indeed start come Thursday. So try and get on that uh, prior to Thursday. Um, mm. 
Yeah. Well, Jake, anything else to add nope. to March Madness at all? Nope. Nope. Well, love it. It's March Madness. We're here. Love me some March Madness during March. You love to see it. Well, let's talk about. Uh, let's, let's move on. Let's talk about the Golden State Warriors uh, who have won four straight. Um, you love to see it. Um, we're having some trouble there for a second. Um, losing one, two, three, four, five games in a row um, to the Mavericks, to the Timberwolves, Mavericks again, lost to the Lakers and to the Nuggets, um, but came in with four straight victories against the Clippers, Nuggets, Bucks, which is a good win, and against the Wizards as well. All good wins obviously come in crunch time. It's March, just a couple more games until we get into um, come playoff time. They do indeed play the Boston Celtics tomorrow at 7 p.m. Um, we did indeed get Draymond Green back into the uh, into the lineup. Uh, he actually did not start yesterday. He came off the bench. Um, but yeah, did you like to, did you like what you saw out of Draymond Green yesterday, Jay? Yeah, of the highlights I watched, um, yeah, he looked good. Uh, he played well. Had I think six, five, and six. Played good defense. Curry was 13 of 16 with him on the court and 2 of 9 with him off the court. So he was already making an impact there. And they played, I think, one of their best games. One of their best games against the Bucks. But they played one of their best games during this couple years. couple years. couple uh, week stretch. Yeah, absolutely. They played, yeah, they played really well as a team, for sure. Having four guys in the starting lineup uh, scoring double digits. Uh, Steph had 47, shooting 50% from 3, 7 to 14. Um, in that game, and then Clay himself having a great game um, against the Bucks, right? Having thirty-eight, shooting eight from fourteen from three. Um, but yeah, uh, Boston Celtics tomorrow. Um, then they have the Spurs, and they go into a pretty big road game stretch in one, two, three, four, five road games straight, starting in Orlando and ending in Memphis, which would be a huge game. Um, in the so-called grindhouse, which I don't think they call anymore. But, yeah, Jake, anything to add about the Warriors at all? No, not really. Um, just, you know, get to the playoffs, be healthy. It's really all that matters. Yeah, no, absolutely. I 100% agree with that. Well, I've talked enough. Jake, why don't you talk about some baseball? I mean, we do have – we'll talk about this a little bit later, NFL, but there is some interesting news coming out of Cleveland. Um, and Atlanta, so get ready for that. But back to the Giants. Uh, spring training, as you know, started a couple days ago after the lockout ended. They figured that out, thank God. And the Giants actually made the first big move after the lockout. They signed free agent left-handed pitcher Carlos Rodon from the Chicago White Sox. He's the biggest... He's basically the biggest free agent signing Zaidi the Giants' president of baseball operations has made, uh, and most money he's given out on a single contract since he took over after the 2018 season. That was almost five years ago. Um, but now they have a bunch of money to spend, and they're doing that. First big move was because we're done on a two-year deal worth $44 million. Um, with an opt-out after one season. Uh, he can opt out, but in order for him to be able to opt out, he has to pitch at least 110 innings for that to be an option. If he doesn't make that, uh, his contract for the next year automatically, he can't opt out, so he's going to be there. Um, so it gives him an incentive to pitch a lot. 
and also kind of helps the Giants, but can also screw the Giants too if he misses time due to injury, which happens there. Uh, so great signing there. He's going to be like their number two, I think, behind uh, Logan Webb, who's the number one. And they have a pretty good rotation, and they're going to be really good again. Need to make some moves offensively. Maybe get in a right-handed bat, Seiya Suzuki from Japan, or a left-handed bat, Michael Conforto. Uh, had an off year last year, but from 2017 to 2019, he hit 20, at least 27 home runs a season. And in 2020, during the shortened season, he batted over 300 with a 900 OPS. So that's pretty cool there. Um, so hopefully they can get him. Another signing they made that day was Jacob Eunice on a one-year deal worth $1.5 million. Uh, he's going to be a swing guy, meaning he's going to pitch out of the bullpen mostly. Um could possibly start too. They need a rest in arms and like that. Maybe rest Rodon early in the season so he's fresh later on for a playoff run. Um, he also has a option left, which means he could be sent up and down to the minors from the majors. I think at least up to five times in one season now. It used to be seven, uh, but now that switched to the new uh, CBA agreement that was agreed to a couple weeks ago. Um, so yeah, his ERA is not great, but you don't look at ERA. You look at his other like analytics stats. FIP, which means fielding independent pitching, basically means that it takes. Well, you don't like analytics. What do you mean? No, in baseball, I do. Well, I thought you're not huge. In, I thought you said you're not. I thought you're not huge in analytics. Though. No, that's def- that's definitely not the case. Um, so, but why is it more? Why is it more important than it is in football or in baseball than it is in football? Well, I've never said I'm against analytics at any point ever oh, no, i'm not i'm just saying no but i'm i'm i know this is a surprise question obviously but you say like era and stuff like that doesn't matter right and that some other analytic stuff matters more towards pitching which yeah. I, I i mean sure right yes. but then when you go on twitter and you tweet out stuff during football games like I mean, I forget what you say, but like, uh, what, what, or when whatever. I, when I criticize Brian right. Staley, like, I, I, want your, for it. I want your, I want your full, I want your like your full like, like stance to understand why it's more important in baseball than it is in football. If if, if it really is, I don't know. I it's, just want to know. It's not, but when I criticize Brian Staley for going for it on fourth down on his own eighteen, yeah, that's a stupid analytical bullshit move, which you can agree, dumb. Oh, I can definitely agree. Yeah, absolutely. That's but I ana- wouldn't say that all analytics and I, yeah, football I'm not, are bad. I'm not saying that right? either. You agree on that, though, right? Yeah, I never, said, I never said they were bad. I used to when I was like in high school, but then I learned about it more. And I was like, yeah, that actually makes sense. But when I criticized Brandon Staley for going for it on fourth, and, fourth down on his 18, down three in the third quarter, yeah, that's an analytic. That's analytics trying to be smart to everyone else, saying, hey, go for this. And it doesn't work, and they lost that game. They missed the playoffs because of it. Um, so that's where analytics, to me, there at that at that specific play is going a little bit too far. In baseball, there's so many. It used to be average home runs, RBIs. That would define how a hitter is. Well, that's not the case really anymore. It's now weighted runs created, which takes into takes into account where you play at. Because if someone hits forty home runs in a in a small ballpark like Cincinnati, 
but a guy hits 25 in San Francisco in a tougher ballpark, his weighted runs created is better if he played in San Francisco because of tougher stadium to hit, tougher players to play against in the NL West. The 40 home runs isn't as impressive when you play in a small ballpark like Cincinnati is. Or like the Yankees. Um, playing the AL East. You know, small ballparks there, especially Yankee Stadium right field, Boston left can you, field. Can you, can you tell me why that... Can you tell me why that... Why isn't every... MLB stadium the same. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I think Due to all of this, can can you explain why it's not? Obviously, in every other sport, for the most part, every playing field is the same, right? Well, Football it is field. the same. It's just it depends. I think it's kind of cool how it's different, but it's still ninety feet bases. You know, pitcher mounts right, sixty right. foot six feet from the area. It that's also all, has to do with same, elevation, right? where you play at, how how the ball flies at night, like stuff like that. Like in Colorado, it's like mile high. So if you hit a ball in the air, there's a higher yeah. chance of it leaving the ballpark. So you have to have bigger fields there to kind of weather that a little bit. It's still overly offensive in that in those areas compared to San Francisco where there's a marine layer where even though the ballpark's pretty you know, big um, to right center field, to left field, it's not as huge as, say, Colorado, where it's like 360 to left, while San Francisco it's 330 or 309 to right field in San Francisco. In right field, it's di- even though in right field it's 309, it's tough to hit a ball to right field from the opposite side of the plate when you're a righty because due to the marine layer, how that works, how the wind kind of dies the ball down. Because there's never been a... There's never been a splash hit to right field hit by a right-handed batter before. It's only left-handed batters. Now that could be because a couple of things. Like, is it gonna? Is that gonna be the case forever? No. It's, someone's gonna hit a home run out to right field into the water, but you know it hasn't happened yet. So that's kind of why the stadiums are different because depending on you play, because if you put the night, if you put the Giant Stadium in Colorado, it's gonna be fifteen to fifteen games every every night. So you need you need to kind of balance it in that way. I just think it's, I think it's just it's obviously different, right? I don't, to be honest, everything that you just said went in my ear and then out the other. I'm just gonna be completely honest with you. Hmm. My question really was, why is one fence farther than the other? And this stadium, why is why is the big green monster there? It, it's cool. Uh, why is that like, allowed? I don't know. I don't not, know. Necessarily, not necessarily allowed there, but why is it there? And why is uh, that side of the field farther and all that stuff? Why isn't every MLB stadium the same for, for the most part? That was really my question. Well, I kind of said that. It's due to a lot of things. So I was I was re- I was reading something at the same time. Yeah, the, you're, you're reading the Baker Mayfield news that was going to break a little bit later on. No, I wasn't. No. Actually, I was reading the regular outfields of baseball. But yeah, sure. Hmm. You spoiled it for everybody. But yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. That's why when I was on Twitter a couple seconds ago, I see when I, when I was in the middle of talking about you know marine layers and shit. You said he gone. So we'll talk about that later on. But yeah, it, you want to go ahead and see my fucking page right now? It's just go it, ahead, it's dude. too late. It's too late. Like you could have just. Exactly. No, dude. Like, I mean, like, are you fucking stupid? Yeah, there. Like, yeah, now you have. Come on, yeah, dude. yeah. Moving on. 
Um, All right, I'm about to I'm about to end the call right now. If you don't, fuck it me. is pretty cool how every feels. I like right how every feels different though. It makes it cool. It makes it fun. I, but I just I just don't understand why it's different. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. You know, I didn't create the stadiums. There's there's not really a explanation. Like it's, just, it's 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 interesting. It's like it's it's very interesting to me that, like obviously, the playing field is different, right? In that. I think you were saying this. Like, not everyone's gonna be able to hit over the green big wall, the, the massive fucking green wall, right? Not everyone's gonna be able to do that. So why isn't every team just build that? You could. Or why isn't just every team? Why isn't why isn't every fucking field just put a massive fence in the outfield so no one fucking hits a home run? Yeah. Does that make sense? I could. But... Why isn't every team just build that? Yeah. You you could like you could, but. It's to add character. Like I, I look. I just basically what I just I looked up on Google, and basically what I basically kind of what I said. It's like it says on Google, pro ballparks come in all shapes and sizes. Sometimes due to the shape of the city block on which they were built. Sometimes just to add character. And you just you can check on how on every stadium is different variations of fence height, how long the fences are, and whether is a whether and the where you play like the climate is part of that as well. I just think that's interesting how the outfield is longer and some fields and shorter than the other. That that they can put whatever out there, but that just doesn't make a lot of sense. Why? It, I feel like it should be the same, but hey, like you said, it adds character to the stadium, I guess. But yeah. Oh yeah, I mean it's. I'm not. I mean shit. I mean a cool stadium is a cool stadium. Don't get me wrong. Right, but, but it I is. Know, kind, you can't. You can't have a 600 foot left field. Well, I mean, yeah. Who the hell is gonna build that? You can't have like a five hundred foot right field and a twenty foot left field. Like they're not gonna do that. It's kind of regulated in a way where it has to be like a certain. It can't be like two eighty anymore. At least it used to be in the polo grounds in like the nineteen thirties. It would be like two sixty to left and two sixty to right, and like five sixty to center field. Christ. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, that is indeed interesting. Yeah, the, but yeah, I mean, uh, I forgot our train of thought and what we were talking about here. Yeah, the, I've known the last Giants move. The last Giants move is that they signed this guy to a, a minor league deal, Carlos Martinez, former pitcher of the St. Louis Cardinals, former two-time All-Star, kind of on tough times the last three years. But the Giants are known for taking guys pitching-wise who maybe got injured a year before, struggled, and turning them into something pretty good, which they have Gosman, Drew Smiley, Drew Pomeranz, um, Anthony Discofani, Alex Wood, goes on and on forever. And that's the Giants news. Perfect. Yep. You want me to go A's news or you want to go A's news? Uh, you can go A's news and you can ask me questions. I can talk about some of the prospects they got from the Braves if you like. Yeah, I, I don't know who, I don't know anyone who they got. I just know, uh, go Braves. Big Braves fan here. Uh, you love to see it. Uh, I think the biggest, uh, I think the first trade that the A's did, they traded Chris Bassett to who? Who did they trade him to, Jake? Uh, the Mets. The Mets. Um, feels bad for uh, for Gil. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, who's starting pitcher? Uh, the biggest thing here was uh, Matt Olson being traded to the Braves. Um, feels bad. And then um, I would assume Matt Chapman is next. Yeah, and probably um, 
There, there yeah. already talks about I mean, like, the White like, Sox yeah. being interested Like Jake in. says, like all the time, um, the A's are just a minor league team and it is what it is. Uh, no, they're, they're bad. They're, they're just joke. bad. They don't give a shit. Uh, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a Braves fan. Um, I have a couple of hats to prove it. Um, yeah, I'm a huge Freddie Freeman fan. Hopefully, uh, but I think he's going to leave, but it is what it is. Hey. Um, yeah, the huge Ronald Acuna fan here. Yeah, the A's huge got, Ronald Acuna fan. The A's in the Bassett trade got two right-handed pitchers. One was a former first rounder. Um, don't know a whole. I don't think he's pitched that much in the pros. There's, there's a prospects you're talking about now, right? Yeah, and the I'll talk about two of the prospects that A's got in the Braves deal for Matt Olson. They got um, Shea Langilliers, who's a catcher who's picked ninth in 2019. Um, and that draft was that was the draft of Hunter Bishop who went tenth for the Giants. Um, he's a he's basically a, he's going to be a Triple A. He's basically right there to be in a major league player, uh, which probably means they're going to trade Sean um, Sean Murphy. There's also rumors of them trading, or in, there's also rumors of them looking to deal Matt Chapman, as you said. Also Sean Manaya and Frankie Montas, possibly to the White Sox. Maybe yeah. we're talking about that. Uh, but the, Bra- the the A's get the Braves' number one prospect, number two prospect. Number two prospect is, of course, the catcher I just said, who's going to be a pretty good player. Uh, number one, the number one prospect they got is um, Christian Pache, who is basically... They had they had these things in minor league scales where, like, to rank minor leaguers, they have you to a 20 to 80 scale. 20 is, like, really bad. 80 is, like, the best elite elite if you have an 80 in something, that means you're already a top five, top three player in the major leagues, in the minor leagues, which is very rare. Christian Pache has a, on a 20 to 80 scale, is ranked 80th in defense and arm. So he's a defensive specialist. I don't know what, the, don't know what any of that means. He's an 80. It's like he's one of the best. He's one of the best defensive prospects in the last 50, like 30 years. I'm not sure if you know who Andrew Jones is, but he was a former um, center fielder for the Braves who won about 11 gold gloves and is typically known as the best defender ever in center field. They say Pache is right there beneath, is like right there with him. Only issue of this guy is that he can't really hit, which is kind of a issue. But in the majors, if you can play defense as well as he can, you can have a long-term career because uh, even the Rays have a guy named um, Kevin Kiermeyer, who's not much of a hitter, but he's a four-time gold glover, one of the best center fielders, incredible range, great arm. And he's going to be like a 10- to 15-year pro in the majors. And that's really all you can ask for. Now, does that mean Pache is going to be a 15-year pro of the A's? No. He's going to be traded like everyone else because they can't sign anyone. Um, they're just a useless franchise who are used as a minor league system for the big teams. Um, as you see with the Mets... The Braves. I'm hoping the Giants can get on this just to you know, put salt in the wound to A's fans to show them how a real franchise operates uh, so they can actually know what it's like to actually spend money and care about winning because they don't know what it's like. To, they don't know what that, what that feels like to be on a te- the root for a team that gives a shit. Um, so, yeah, Dave Cavill can, you know, can tweet all he wants about the Giants. Um, good luck building that ballpark they're never going to build. Good luck in Portland. Good luck selling the team to people who actually want to win. And, yeah, get fucked. Anything else? I like you. I like you to apologize. I want you to apologize to me for saying all that stuff. 
I I apologize to absolutely fucking nobody. I des I despise the A's. Like I I love the I love the, I love the fan base. The fans are really cool. Like they're nice. They 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 want it. They want a team. They want to see their team win. They want to see their team spend money. But their owner is so dirt cheap poor, or he acts dirt cheap poor when he's a billionaire. He's not poor. He just does not want to spend money to win games. If they're not going to pay Matt Olson $21 million a year, which is a lot for the A's. For any other team, it's not. But for the A's, it shouldn't be a lot because their owner's rich. If they're not going to pay the core they have here with Matt Chapman, they didn't pay Matt Olson. They're not going to pay their pitchers. They're not going to they're going to trade Sean Murphy. When are they ever going to pay players that they have? Are they going to be in this purgatory? This Never. this this cycle of absolute when they, they're going to start paying for people when they move to Portland. So it feels they're, bad. They're, 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 in this, they're in this slog of filth of cycling. We trade everyone, get good players, not win a damn thing because they can't win a damn thing because their moneyball system does not work. You have you have to spend money to to win. You know the Giants use a moneyball system. Kind of. They, no, they do use a money ball system. The Giants... If there's a player the Giants need to spend $300 million on, they're they're going to do it. The A's, if there's a player the A's need to spend $10 million on, they're not going to do it. Marcus Simeon last year, remember that debacle? They they offered him a deal, but they said, like, you get deferred money for 25 years so we can get to the, the actual project, like the total value. He's like, no, screw that. I'm going to the Blue Jays. Goes to the Blue Jays, has an incredible year. Gets signed by the Rangers, who are in the A's division, for one hundred seventy-five million dollars. He got paid. Yeah. Like I feel bad for the A's fans. The A's ownership, I don't give a like. Either sell the team or nut up and pay players what they're worth and go in free agency market and do that. If you're not going to do that, sell the team. And that's baseball talk, baby. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's talk about some football. Um, football. To talk obviously, about. starting with the 49ers here. Like we said earlier, it's free agency. New league year is upon us. Trades are happening this and there. Free agents are signing here and there. Let's talk about it. And like earlier week news, the 49ers uh, supposedly have signed uh, defensive lineman Kevin Gibbons, running back Jermichael Hasty. A defensive lineman, Maurice Hurst, and offensive lineman, Colton McKay's to one-year extensions. Um, the team also re-signed a QB, Nate Sudfield, uh, Sudfield uh, to a one-year deal worth of the $2 million guarantee, yeah. um, solidifying him as the backup for next year, uh, in my opinion. Jake, would you agree? Um, at this point, I would say yes, but I also think they're going to draft someone, maybe in the seventh round, maybe a free agent, uh, undrafted free agent, or they might, you know, if someone like, let's say Marcus Mariota, they trade Jimmy, Marcus Mariota is on the market, need a backup who kind of fits what Trey Lance does, um, and Marcus Mariota is like looking for, he's going to get assigned by the Colts or someone if they don't make a trade or something like that, um, it's like a $3 million deal where it's all guaranteed. You can do that because it's only Trey Lance is making only seven million dollars this year. Southfield's making two million. You add another three in that quarterback room. That's only twelve point seven million dollars to quarterbacks. With right now, with Jimmy who's twenty six, Southfield has two. 
Lance has seven. That's $35 million to three players. So is that likely they're going to sign someone like Marcus Mariota? Probably not. Probably go, as I said, under the free agent or draft someone late in the round. But I also think on Sudfield, I also, I read, I saw this great point of, because we know Sudfield is not a great player. We can just say that. He's not great. But I kind of, I'm. That's why he's a backup. I'm trying, yeah, that's why he's a backup, why he should be a third string player. But I, I also think of this way. You know how the Niners are pretty successful? Um, how they how when you're successful you lose coaches. Yes. I'm thinking that the reason why Sudfield's gonna stay around for a while is that Shanahan wants to groom him to be like one of their to be like the next Mike McDaniel. Where you have him around the team. You have him around the team. Lance loves him. The team Lance and him are like brothers, they said. Um they're always together talking about how to play. He's a pro, he's been a pro for a couple years. Doug Peterson loves him. Kyle Shanahan loves Nate Sudfield. Maybe Shanahan's keeping him around, saying, "Hey, we'll gar- you're, you might not be the backup, but we'll guarantee you some money, and I can teach you the ropes of how to become a a coach, so you can be the next Mike McDaniel, hell, even the next me, maybe, and try to become like a like try to make a cycle of him becoming maybe the run game coordinator in a couple years." How they're doing with Jordan Matthews, how they're keeping him around on the practice squad to be there for a to be there as like a coach, as a secondary coach to help Quality young guys play. Coach yeah, later on. Basically do that. So that's why I think Sudfield's around still. Give him some money and hey, I'll teach you how to become a coach. So you can be like the next Mike McDaniel. Because he Sudfield's a smart guy, apparently. And if um, Doug Peterson, who's a Super Bowl winning head coach, who was also in the '90s the third-string quarterback to Brett Favre? You can sign. You can kind of see the connection. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think for the most part, I mean, that might be happening in the NFL for a lot of teams, where um, a player, you know, he's been a backup for a long time, but you know, he's, so, he's soaking up a lot of information and um, from from all different coaches, and you know, down the line, they're like, you know, what? I, I'm going to be part of a coaching tree. And then do it, and you know you can see it, in, like you said, in Nate Sutherfield or in Jordan Matthews. You never know. You know a great example uh, of that, Chase what? Daniel. Elaborate. I'm Chase elaborate, Daniel. Please. Sean Payton. Matt Nagy. Yeah, maybe not the greatest example, but he's been around for so long. You know he can't play, but every every year he gets signed to a. Two-year deal worth seven million dollars, four million dollars guaranteed, just to be like that veteran presence, and also to teach the young guys and learn how to coach too. That's a great example of him. It's like how to be a pro's pro. Yeah, it's like Brian Hoyer. He's never going to start again, but you want him around to teach the young players and to help coach the young players know the playbook. Very true. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's move on. Um, I put here, uh, our 49ers going to let people walk. Obviously, it's a huge possibility that will happen. Um, we've had one player already leave. Uh, and DJ Jones getting a three-year contract with um, the Denver Broncos. 
you love to see it for him getting paid. Yeah. Um, going to miss him a lot playing against Eric Armstead in the inside. Um, but yeah, uh, other players specifically, uh, Jabosky Tart uh, being one, and also um, Kyle. No, excuse me, Quan Williams. I was going to say Kyle Williams, dear God. Um, and Quan Williams. Um, both in the secondary, obviously, people, uh, guys that possibly could walk away uh, from here. But uh, the 49ers did indeed make a signing uh, to that secondary in Javarius Ward, cornerback coming from Chiefs. the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Yeah, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, more of a man-to-man type corner. Uh, I think you said yesterday, Jake, that he was an uh, undrafted free agent coming out of college, right? Yep, undrafted free agent. Undrafted free agent. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I posted the next chance that story for yesterday talking about uh, or just uh, highlighting what he can do. Go to that right now, so we can, you know. Uh, let me see here. So there is Ward in coverage in 2021. For a three year deal. Worth max up to $42 million with the Niners, where he gets $26.7 million guaranteed. Jake, what are your thoughts on this uh, signing? And how you almost, how you were on a hunger strike for the Niners to finally sign someone. It finally ended last night. What are your thoughts on the Niners' first signing? Yeah, I like the signing. Um, I wanted Gilmore, but this guy's younger. Uh, 25 years old, I believe. Um, fits He fits what they like to do. Good press coverage. Tackler. Does all the dirty work. And that's what the Niners need. The Niners don't... In this system, you don't need superstars. Yes, would you love to have Jalen Ramsey and prime Patrick Peterson on this team? Yes. But you just need... Absolutely. You just need but- competency. And that's what they have now. Competency. Yeah, no more Josh Norman out there. No. You could bring back um, Jason Verrett. Jason Verrett, Dante Johnson, too, in a pinch, and you'll be fine. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, I mean, those are the kind of guys that you bring back, and I, I feel like hopefully they should. And Jason Verrett, obviously, uh, losing him to injury this season. Dante Johnson um, being put out there in crunch time or in a pinch, like you were saying, and him playing really well when we really needed him to, which is great to see. Um, He's for sure a fan favorite of mine now. Dante Johnson is. Um, used to be an absolute bum, but I love the guy. Uh, but yeah, very happy about your various ward. I mean, there's a, a lot of scenarios and what's going to happen with the secondary uh, next year. If we do indeed see, uh, just for example, Quan Williams leave, uh, will be Henri Thomas be on the outside opposite of Javarius Ward with uh, Emmanuel Mosley playing in the slot, or is it vice versa with Henri Thomas in the slot? And mostly playing the outside where he usually is. Um, we'll see, obviously, a lot more pieces to be put into that defense with the draft coming up and offseason acquisitions. Um, but yeah. Uh, the Niners also did indeed sign someone else today. Um, 
Oren Oren Burks, excuse me, um, linebacker uh, who recently played for Green Bay uh, for a two-year contract worth $5 million. I have no idea who that is. No, I just know that he's good on special teams, and that's all that really matters. Yeah. Uh, He was good on special teams. That's great. We need to boost your special teams. It's not getting to anybody, which is fine. Why don't you talk about some other stuff? Yeah, so I can actually get into my. Uh... Yeah, why don't you talk about your trade that you were talking about earlier before now, right? I would assume it's, it's regarding where Jimmy G would go, I would assume, right? Well, it has to do with a bunch of players going somewhere. Well, here it is. Well, I mean, specifically with Jimmy G. Jimmy G, right? yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's yes. like the. Wait, I think Jimmy G is going to be traded. I think he's going to be. Tr- should I go over the what I, my like scenarios that the, the two trades I came up with that are, you know? Why don't you linked? Why don't you go ahead and talk about the trade, the three team trade that you're talking about that includes Jimmy G, where he's going, and then we can talk about the Niners still and do the second trade before we do the NFL as a whole next. Yeah, well, why don't the, we do it like that? My Niners trade kind of has to deal with the uh, the other trade too. Okay. Oh, okay, never mind. Do yeah. whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do it. So do here's it. the trade. Actually, no. We'll talk. I'll talk about Jimmy. Are they going to trade him? I say yes, but then for the love about of the, fucking god, the, I, I just need you to fucking go over the trade like you said you were no, going to do, do it. it. No, I'll do it. Stop backtracking and just say it. No, I think the Niners are going to trade Jimmy G. Um, where I'll let you know, but I think they're going to trade him. They have to. You can't. You cannot have him. Holy fuck! You cannot have him. Past tomorrow at one one p.m. when the league year actually starts, you cannot do it. You need money to sign players. Now they say they have these like plans in place where they do keep them. They have restructuring they can do stuff like that, cuts they can do stuff like that. But to make it easier, to make it easier on everyone, you just have to trade them. Now there's an issue where is the trade being held up because other teams are waiting to hear on the Watson news. I think yes. How that all snowballs, we shall see with that. Um, but you agree they have to trade him. He cannot be on this team. I heard a rumor they're saying like he, they might keep him in the training camp. That cannot happen. That can, that simply cannot happen. What do you What do you think? Yeah, I think they need to trade him like as soon as possible. There's just no fucking way to keep this guy on this team anymore. Um, specifically, that it's, it's it's Trey Lance's time. I'm sorry. Um, Especially, uh, I mean, obviously, um, Super Bowl run, NFC Championship last year, uh, it's it's done. We've seen the ceiling on what Jimmy G can do with the Niners' uh, offense, but it's time to put someone else in there who can really elevate the offense. That's in uh, Trey Lance. Obviously, that's the guy that tra- uh, Kyle Shanahan traded three first-round picks to get. He sat one year. He's done just what he needs to learn. It's time to put him out there. Obviously, like you said, I 100% agree that they need the money to spend on players to bolster up this roster, especially with so many people leaving on the possibility of people leaving and not being able to sign them back. We need the money. New Year League, the new league year starts tomorrow, like you said. Yes. There's a lot of talk going on right now, which we'll get into. Obviously, we'll just get into it now. With yeah, now we can. Yep. The Sean Watson News. It's really starting to heat up. Obviously, Dick 
when we were talking about arenas, I, I did indeed saw that, but I did indeed look at the fucking arena thing too. Yep. But Becky Mayfield saying, tweeting that out, saying, I mean, just in a shorter version, thank you for everything. I'm about to dip or get traded. Yeah, he's getting traded. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking huge for Deshaun Watson, specifically in that that's another place that he can go. The teams that we can list off specifically that have already met with Sean Watson is the Browns, the yeah. Saints, yeah. the Panthers. Who am I missing? He wants to talk to the Falcons, but they haven't let him yet. That's tomorrow. Yes. Which, was, which has already been out there. That's four teams. The Saints, the Browns, the Panthers, and the Falcons. Um. Three all in the NFC South, which is kind of crazy, and then one being in the AFC North. And the Colts wanted to talk to him, but the Texans are like, "Yeah, good one, buddy. No." Yeah, nice one. Why would they trade him in their own division? Yeah, that'd be really stupid. Yeah, that, that leaves an opening for two quarterbacks to go to. Right, Baker Mayfield indeed being traded there. Because I don't think the Texans would want Baker Mayfield, in my opinion. I think as wholeheartedly as I would see, I think they keep with David Mills. Uh, and they go from there. Probably draft the quarterback in the first round this year. We'll see from there. Or Jimmy G going to the Colts. I don't know how your trade scenario goes about, but that's I think that's just how it would go. Yeah, that's we'll, an option for Jimmy G. Yeah, especially obviously I should agree with you that we are waiting for what Deshaun Watson will do. Yeah, and that will go ahead and heat up the market for Jimmy G to be acquired from another team. Because I do have, um, I do have another team to add. Well, not really. Go ahead. Another team it. where, because Watson has a no trade clause, right? I yes. Do, yes, he does. Yes. The three teams, he could say no. I don't want to go to the Saints. I don't want to go to the Browns. Panthers, I don't want to go to the Panthers. The Browns. I'm only accepting a trade to the Texans. I mean the Texans to the. I'm only accepting a trade to the Falcons, or else I'm not going. And they're kind of screwed. They were like, "Oh, damn." And that's where my trade comes in. My three team trade, then another trade that's basically related to this trade. And here it is. Mm-mm. The Texans agree to trade Deshaun Watson to the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons would trade picks and players to the Texans as well as trading Matt Ryan to the Colts for picks and a player they get. No, to trade Ryan to the Colts for picks. So Watson to the Falcons. Falcons trade picks and players to the Texans. The Falcons then trade Matt Ryan to the Colts for picks. That is my three-team trade. Panthers believe Deshaun Watson is leaning towards choosing the Saints for Aaron Wilson and the Colts. Saw that. My trade proposal, though. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's 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 feasible if he does indeed want to go to the Falcons. Yeah, um, what was going on this cards. morning? Yep. Arthur Blank is high on Deshaun Watson. Um, Deshaun Watson used to be a ball boy for the Falcons. He is from Georgia, Clemson. Um, 
Is that in Georgia? Clemson. I mean, I actually have no. Clemson's not in Georgia. Actually, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I thought I don't even know if Clemson's an actual city. Clemson. It's in South Carolina, so it's nowhere near Georgia. Um, but I mean, it's 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 feasible. I mean, if they want to, obviously, uh, Matt Ryan's time is would come to a close. Why would you keep him to be the backup? It makes no sense. You yeah, trade him away. Like forty million dollars. Obviously, that'd be up. To, that's also really up to where would it's to be honest. It's either you trade him away, or if you don't come to an agreement where he wants to be traded, you just fucking cut him. Who? Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Yes, Matt Ryan. The issue of that is though, if they're the the dead cap. If there's if they the release dead, dead cap, exactly. Is like the dead eighty cap million situation. dollars. So you have to yeah, trade him. So it, it ha- has to be a trade. There's just no way. Obviously, I mean, he's making like forty million this year, and the Colts have a ton of cap room. They have not spent on yet. I mean, other places that he can go. I mean, obviously, there's uh, the QB. This the QB offseason has been freaking insane, right? We obviously, I mean, the Broncos acquiring Russell Wilson. Uh, the Colts might be in on uh, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy G now, and even like in your trade scenario, Matt Ryan. Um, the Washington Commanders, even though they traded for Carson Wentz, you never know. I mean, well, I think I think they're stuck with him. <laughs> yeah, but he's fucking terrible. I don't know why you would ever want to trade for Carson Wentz. Um, Drew Locke, LOL, going to the Seahawks. Uh, but again, it's it's crazy. I think it's going to happen when we're sleeping. Pause. Yeah, pause, I th- and pause, I think pause, pause, pause. my I think my my trade proposal actually makes a lot of sense. Watson holds all the cards, no trade clause. Wants to play for the Falcons. He holds all the cards. I mean, we already said that and there's there has been teams who have already offered. The Texans have already said, go ahead. Those are good trades, right? With, I think, the Saints, the Panthers, and who's the third fucking team? I keep fucking forgetting who the third team is. Yeah, the Browns. I'm not disagreeing with you there. I'm saying... It's just up to Deshaun Watson. Yeah. yeah. With without meeting the Falcons just yet, right. it's up to him. Yeah, the Texas the Texans can agree to all the trades in the world. If Deshaun Watson says, "Yeah, I'm not going there," guess what's ha- guess what's not going to yeah. happen? He's not going it's, there. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Exactly. Now, I do agree happen. with you though that yeah, they they agree to these trades, probably good trades. If he says, "I'm not going," he's not going, and the trades he's they, not going. Yeah, it doesn't matter yeah. if they accepted these or it not. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, it just depends on what he wants, which. He has a lot of power in his situation. Yeah, who would have thought, right? Well, absolutely. No, yeah, it's it's uh, it's insane. Obviously, I mean, um, it's the biggest news in the NFL going on right now. But also, my other trade though, involving Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Browns trade. Baker Mayfield, with the three-team trade too as well. Browns trade Baker Mayfield to the Texans for picks. Niners trade Jimmy to the Browns for a third-round pick and some salary cap filler from the Texans. So I think Baker's Baker's getting traded. We already know this because what he said today. They need a quarterback. They're not going to get Watson. Even if they don't get Watson, Baker Mayfield's gone. That's what I'm thinking. Jimmy Garoppolo, they need a new quarterback. They have a good defense, good running game. Grapple fits there easily. It's better than Mitch Trubisky. 
by a long shot. I think he becomes a Cleveland Brown by tomorrow. That would be something, to be honest. That would be actually kind of crazy. Yeah, Baker to Texas. That was, what, that, that, that was another, before being traded to the Niners, the Browns were in on Jimmy G trading to the, for the Patriots. Yeah. Um, crazy, crazy to see. Um, but yeah, this is obviously all, all this trade talks are all happening right now while we talk about it on the pod. Um, in other news, I mean, I mean, we can go on and on about this, but let's talk about some other things that happened this offseason already. Some uh, some big news, obviously. Um, Tom Brady is indeed coming out of retirement, forty days in retirement, and he says, "I'm back, going back um, to the Buccaneers." In that, um, what are your thoughts, Jake? I mean, I I I I I always had the suspicion he was coming back. I did not believe for a second he was going to re- keep retired. I I had a feeling I knew he was going to come back because it, it didn't feel like he was done, and he's not. He came back. God, year twenty three gets insane. God, I, I I don't know. It's just it's just weird. Um, not, I mean shit. I mean it's he's back to the Bucks. Uh, they have a lot of free agents too. So I mean it, it really entices the Bucks to, or not the Bucks, but the players who are free agents from the Bucks to possibly come back and do it one more time. Um, might as well, right? Try to retain as many uh, free agents uh, uh, back on that team. Um, Kirk Cousins back on the Vikings for a one-year deal. Don't really want to talk about that. Uh, we talked about this. We touched the we touched upon it uh, a little earlier. Russell Wilson being traded to Denver Broncos for picks. Uh, where the Seattle acquires uh, Drew Lock, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris all being sent uh, to Seattle. Um, some other stuff with uh, Seattle News be released linebacker Bobby Wagner after 10 years. And rumor has it is that Tyler Lockett is also on the trade block. Um, and Browns News, uh, Mark Cooper has been traded to the Browns for a, a fifth round pick, Jay? Yep. Fifth or sixth round or something like that? I can't, I can't remember. Um, I didn't put the picks. I just put who they got traded to. Um, my apologies. But... Um, in doing so, uh, the Cowboys extended Michael Gallup, who's coming off an injury, and they also did indeed lost Cedric Wilson to the Miami Dolphins. So the only healthy receiver I think over there right now really is CeeDee Lamb. And then they also franchise tag Dalton Schultz, Dalton Schultz over there in, uh, in Dallas. Um, we were just talking about this before. Colts traded uh, Carson Wentz to the Commanders. Uh, does that mean that Colts are eyeing Jimmy G, possibly? Uh, but there's been news that uh, Baker Maples preferred destination if he does indeed get traded is to the Colts. Uh, but there's also Marcus Mariota's rumors, Marcus Mariota rumors uh, to Indianapolis, to Indianapolis as well. Devontae Adams being tagged by Green Bay, uh, but he will not play on the franchise tag unless a long-term deal gets done. Uh, he was indeed offered $21 million a year. Uh, but he ultimately said no to that, which is – what are your thoughts on saying no to $21 million a year, Jake? Well, if 
what's the Jaguars? Because this is already there's there's already another receiver getting twenty one million dollars a year, and I don't think he's as good as Devontae. Uh, no, uh, no, not even close. Christian Kirk is getting twenty one million dollars a year from or up to twenty one million dollars a year from the Jaguars, and you want if I'm if I am Devontae Adams, like are you you're joking right? Like no, yeah. thirty million dollars. 30, 30 million, 25 mil. I mean, Christian Kirk has exceeded, hasn't even exceeded a thousand yards receiving in a season yet. What in the world are the Jags doing? Uh, they're signing anyone under, they, they, breaking news, Jags just signed me. <laughs> I'm a Jacksonville Jaguar. They signed, like, they, they, I kind of like their moves, just the way they're spending money makes no sense. Um, and they cut Miles Jack today for some reason. So who else? They've signed um, Zay Jones as well to a three-year deal. Um, they let DJ Chark leave. He went to the Lions. So obviously, uh, receivers leaving you, you sign another receiver. But like making twenty-one million dollars a year has not exceeded a thousand yards receiving. I mean. We obviously have watched multiple games with Christian Kirk in the NFL because they play against the Niners twice a year. Oh my God, holy overpay. I, I, I get it's free agency and wanting to get paid and wanting to pay players what to do, but Christian Kirk is just not worth $21 million a year. I think he's the, that makes him the third highest paid receiver in the league. And he's in the category with Julio Jones, um, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams is behind him, and I forget who the fourth receiver or the, the fifth receiver is, but absolutely insane. Um, but yeah, I think we talked about uh, Khalil Mack being traded to the Chargers. Chargers are doing some moves. Good moves. Uh, Jake, what, what are your thoughts on them getting not only a Khalil Mack, but also offering JC Jackson the biggest contract of the offseason so far? Uh, five years worth over. $82 million and a half dollars with $40 million guaranteed. What are your thoughts on J.C. Jackson, Jake? I, li- I like what the Chargers are doing. Even though their coach is a buffoon, I like what they're doing. They're, you know, they got their receiver, uh, Mike Williams resigned, yep. Leo Mack, um, this guy. Sebastian Joseph, the tackle. Yeah, they're 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 well, doing what teams should do when they have a young quarterback, which is what I hope the Niners will start doing. There is still some people out there: Chandler Jones, Bobby Wagner, uh, um, you know, Tyron Matthew maybe to be the tart replacement. You know, he wants fifteen million dollars. Eyeball, eyeball, eyeball emoji, eyeball emoji, eyeball emoji. You know, he wants fifteen million dollars a year. Um, Matthew, when you cut, if you get rid of Garoppolo, you can pay that because you have a young quarterback. Um, yes. So yeah, I mean they're doing pretty well. The team that had the best obviously so far is the Bucks, though, because they got Brady back. They get the guy. They get the truth. He, he, he got Mason. Brady back. Um, Shaq Mason the same, did indeed. He did indeed retire. Um, but you get the replacement in Shaq Mason, right? Like you just said, got traded to the Bucks. Uh, Russell Gage signing with the Bucks. Leaving the Falcons, um, 
Who else? Ryan Jensen back with the Bucks. Um, Alex Kappa too. Max Crosby extension with the Raiders. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Max Crosby back with the Raiders and through. Oh, I forget what his extension was. It's, Four for ninety-eight point uh, nine eight million, but not a lot guaranteed. Yeah, that just that just that just means that um, Nick Bosa is going to get freaking paid yep. at the ass. Also, also going back to Christian Kirk, him getting twenty-one million. Debo will be getting paid. As well. Yeah. A lot of money. Hey, I mean, Jags are dumb as hell for setting the standard like that. But hey, players are going to get behaved because of Christian Kirk. Shouts out. You're going to see a lot of smiling faces because of what Christian Kirk did. Good for you're Christian Kirk. Good for Christian Kirk. <laughs> I mean, hey, get your money for not doing a lot of work out there. Well, he's actually pretty. He's actually, hey, he's, get your money. I disagree. There's the Zay Jones contract they gave him is far worse than the Christian Kirk one. Christian Kirk is an all pro. Yes, and kick returning, but he's still a speedy receiver, deep threat, who's gonna help Trevor Lawrence become really good. So I like I I like the move, the money. Right? People are acting like he's the village idiot. Like he's like this bad receiver. He's a really good receiver. Just they they just paid him so much money. They just like, paid him just if it was like so it, much money. Still, it, still only twenty five years old. If it was thirteen million dollars a year, that'd be like okay, that's fine. DJ Chark got twelve million for one year. This guy's I think better than DJ Chark. He kick, he could do kick returns, and stays healthy. I like the move. It's just the money. It's like Jesus. You couldn't get him for fifteen million a year. Yeah, yeah they had the they just got buffooneried out. Um. But yeah, Rogers back in Green Bay. Um, other stuff with the with the Packers. They, this uh, President Spick uh, gets an extension over there, but they cut his uh, who plays opposite of him is a Darius Smith. Uh, so he's also uh, a free agent as well. Um, I think the biggest uh, news while I was in Mexico was Calvin really getting suspended for sports betting. Yeah. Uh, spending a total of fifteen hundred dollars. Not uh, to lose out on like eleven to move to lose out on eleven million dollars because of being suspended, uh, feels bad. Yep. Uh, Jarvis Landry being released from the Browns. Uh, obviously, Amari Cooper being the number one receiver there now. Uh, we'll see where Jarvis Landry lands this offseason. Uh, Chase Edmonds to the Dolphins uh, after James Conner stays put in Arizona. Uh, we talked about DJ Jones. Uh, the Jets doing moves, uh, the moves that I like a lot. Good moves uh, on the defensive side, uh, and DJ Reed going there from the Seattle Seahawks, and Jordan Whitehead from the Bucks, who I kind of wanted to be a 49er, um, going to the Jets to play strong safety over there, and then they sign a 49er legend Lincoln Tomlinson uh, to uh, to put some power in that offensive line there to protect Jack, uh, Zach Wilson. Um, mm. Yeah, I know. I like the moves that the Jets have made. CJ, like CJ who's your mama? You mean? Yep. CJ, who's your daddy? What's the one that you tweeted out the other day? You said CJ. Shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I was laughing when I read that one. That was a good one. Um, but yeah, going over there. I mean, hey, if you have money to spend, spend it on certain veterans. I feel like you're spending money on some good veterans out that the Jets are. Um, I also like what Mike Daniels doing with the, with the, 
with the Dolphins offense over there and adding those kinds of guys, speedy guys, Chase Edmonds, uh, Cedric Wilson. Um, I like that. Um, we already said here, Jags going stupid in free agency. Um, release Miles Jack. Very, very, uh, he, he led the team in tackles with 108 tackles last season. A uh, very fishy move in them doing that. But, um, yeah, I'm just going through, um, just let me go through all these team ones. I think we didn't mention Mitchell Trubisky going to become a is going to become uh, a Stealer. Yeah, I mentioned. Um, you mentioned that. Yeah, I, don't I mentioned about saying how that problems are here. That. Um, let me see here. Um, Teddy Bridgewater also going to the Dolphins to be a backup to possibly Tua Tagovailoa. Tyrod Taylor uh, going to the Giants. Yes, Tyrod decided to back up. Uh, you know, Jones, you know what that means. This coming year, they're going to pick a quarterback, and that will be the quarterback of the future. Because yep. uh, that's what Tyler, that's what Tyler Rod Taylor does. Um, Dolphins. Um, Mike Gusecki tagged. They signed Connor Williams to a two-year deal. Um, Almost a guard uh, prior with the Cowboys. They uh, re-signed Emmanuel Ogba, defensive end. Um, yeah, they did that for him. New England, they re-signed James White. Uh, they traded for Mac Wilson. Actually, that was, that was news today. Uh, the Patriots uh, traded away Chase Winovich Rin- Rino- yeah. to the Browns uh, for Mac Wilson, linebacker. Um, Maxon Barrios resigning with the Jets. Um, Lamarcus Joyner uh, resigning with the Jets. Yeah. Uh, this just happened like while we were doing the episode, I think. Uh, or no, that was earlier today. Uh, Marcus Williams signing with the Baltimore Ravens in a five-year deal with $70 million. Um, it's good. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals adding to the offensive line. Alex Kappa, who kind of looks like... What, and there's a Madden picture of Madden 20. when He, he had long-ass hair. Kind of looked like Swood when he had long hair, but Alex Kappa's 330 pounds and Swood's not. <laughs> Um, yeah, adding to their offensive line that really needs to help, obviously, protect Joe Burrow. I mean, nine sacks in the playoffs is just not going to help you win games, even uh, though they won the game. Um, but also, also not going to help you uh, keep healthy Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl either. Um, also, signing Ted uh, crosses to a three-year deal, uh, re-signing B.J. Hill, stud, defensive lineman, and uh, Jesse Bates, one of the under... I, I feel like he's a very underrated uh, defender in the NFL gets the franchise tag over there. Yep. Um, Browns, obviously, Amari Cooper. Uh, David Njoga receives the franchise tag. Kind of weird. I don't know why they would do that. Um, especially when they were possibly going to trade him in the, uh, in the middle of the season last year. Uh, the Steelers, they gave Dwayne Haskins the tender, so he stays there. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, like we said. Um, nothing really else there. Nope. Let me see. Let me see here. Oh, else, really? Oh, my favorite. One of my favorite players in the NFL, Mo Ali Cox or Yogi Yox. Oh, the Bears. Uh, resigning with the Colts on a three-year deal. The Bears signed the um, Beast from Charlotte. Oh, I'm, go- I'm going. I'm going through. Go ahead. Say what you want to say. The Bears signed the Beast from Charlotte, Larry Ogunjobi. Yes. Um, also, the Jaguars we missed some other ones. Uh, they sent Evan Ingram to a one-year deal. Yeah, uh, Cam right. Robinson received a franchise tag. Uh, they did indeed sign Brennan Sheriff for three years. 
That's probably their best million dollars That's their a, best signing. Seventeen million. That's their best a, signing. Yeah, but seventeen million dollars for a guard, Jesus. <laughs> that's their best. That's their best signing to yeah. to, to protect Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. But he'll be cut in a couple years. Um, Tennessee Titans. They re-signed Harold Landry, one of their uh, core guys on defensive line. Cut Janoris uh, to a five-year deal worth eighty eighty-seven point five million dollars. Um. Broncos, we talked about. Uh, Chiefs, Orlando Brown receives franchise. the franchise tag. Uh, Frank Clark was getting uh, talks to um, to move around in free agency, but he ends up signing a, a new two year deal with us to stay with the Chiefs. Um, has a max value of thirty six million. Uh, we talked about the charges already. Um, Demarcus Lawrence stays in Dallas. Three-year deal worth forty million dollars, thirty million guaranteed. They also signed Malik Hooker, re-signing him. Let me see here. Jason Kelsey is coming back to the Eagles. They One also signed Hassan, uh, Hassan Reddick to a three-year deal. Good sign. Adding to that uh, defensive line. Let's see here. Yeah, now we're at the NFC North. Larry Ogunjogi. Like he beats from before. Charlotte. Um. Detroit Lions getting DJ Shark, uh, resending Khalif Raymond, resending Josh Reynolds Damn, as well. Damn, they signed him. Who Khalif Raymond? I like Khalif Raymond. I want him. I want him in the Niners. Um, Damn it. Yeah, I do. I also wanted him in the Niners. Um, I want Jakeem Grant now. <laughs> Punt return. Yeah, uh, I think you talked about the we were, we, He had that added, but you didn't mention him earlier. I remember you put that on the script. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jakeem Grant. Then um, yeah, Jakeem the Grant. guy from the Steelers. I guess the, that's. That's like the biggest thing right now. I think if we just go back to it, is signing a a better speedy receiver than Travis Benjamin. Uh, I disagree. The biggest <laughs> thing is trading Garoppolo. <laughs> um, aside from that, is signing someone fast and Arden Key to throw the ball to downfield. And Arden Key. There was talks of Marquez and Scantlin. Yes, yes, they have been talks about that. Too much money yeah. though. Who's a good blocking receiver as well, obviously because Devontae Adams gets the ball more and they have a good run game over in Green Bay as well. So he's, you know, has some good blocks. Yeah, they have Dick well. else there, though. It's the issue. Um, for the Falcons, uh, Young Hoku comes back and uh, resent for a five-year deal. For Man, that Young Hoku. Uh, $11.5 million guaranteed. Uh, with the Panthers, there has been talks about Christian uh, moving Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who in their right mind would want to have that contract on their hands. Um, I wouldn't mind him on the Niners. Let's see, Chris Godwin received the franchise tag from the Buccaneers. Uh, Carlton Davis, cornerback, another name that uh, the Niners were eyeing um, or had rumors about, uh, resigns with the Buccaneers on a three-year deal worth. Forty-five million. That includes thirty million guaranteed. Uh, with the Cardinals, they bring back Zach Ertz, resigning him for a three-year deal. Oh, Yikes! He's actually really yeah, good. Yeah, player. He, once he got traded to the Cardinals, he played really well. Uh, he gets seventeen and a half million guaranteed over three uh, three years. Thirty-one point seven million up to thirty-one point seven million. Um, then, uh, the Rams. Uh, Whitworth retired today. So long. For the Seattle Seahawks. Sidney Jones on a one-year contract to get Quandre Diggs back on a three-year deal with $40 million. 
but yeah, I mean, that's really it. I mean, I, I, I'm looking at the NFL free agency tracker right now. That's Russell for the most Wilson. part what has been going on in the NFL. As far as the Aaron Rodgers, Jesus Christ, we do have breaking, an, we do have breaking MLB news. Tom Tom and he helped me figure it out. What is it? What's the breaking MLB news? The Yankees have signed Anthony Rizzo to a contract. To an extension? Uh, and he was a free agent, so to a contract. To a new contract. Yeah, yeah. What is it? What's the uh, what's, not what's, sure what's yet. No idea yet. It it came down about five minutes ago. We don't know the money yet, but I'm gonna guess five years, probably ninety to ninety five million. Interesting. My guess. And the Niners breaking news. Um. The Niners have given linebacker Aziz Al-Shahir a second-round tender as a restricted free agent per Mike Garofolo. So, if you want him, give us a second-rounder. <laughs> yeah, if you want him, give us a second-rounder. I think he gets, uh, like... Four million. Three point something million. Under four Is it four million? million? He's going to be... I'd rather have... I, I think they're going to trade Drake Greenlaw, and Aziz Al-Shahir is going to be a Niner for a long time. People have been inquiring for both, yeah. um, but I agree. I love Drake Greenlaw, but I think I would do indeed rather have Aziz Alshakir. He's so good. That's why that signing um, of Owen, the Owen guy, the Niners for some reason when they f- they're good at finding defensive linemen and linebackers and safeties. Their corners are eh, but hopefully that's changing now. They did find Mosley, but they're good at finding edge guys, defensive linemen. Well, why they let um, DJ Jones go? They have Kinlaw. You would move Eric Armstead inside. So you're set there. You just need a pass rusher, hopefully Chandler Jones. Uh, but they're pretty good. Yeah. Um, anything else to add to the episode, Jake? Well, that's basically it. Just don't let us trade Jimmy and keep Aziz. Yeah, I uh, got what an exciting time right now um, for sports. You love to see it. Well, I love this because it's NFL be- free agency, NHL trade deadline, NBA playoffs, and MLB free agency too. Thank you for the B- thank you for listening to the BA podcast with your co-host James with Jake episode one fifty three. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the BA Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at BA underscore podcast one. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Spotify and SoundCloud. And also subscribe to us on the podcast app. Yeah, make sure to subscribe, like, share, rate, review. I subscribe, subscribe to the Times Gate System. Electric Learn has been in the industry for the past for almost five years. You can touch podcast worldwide. We only take touch podcast sports and recreation, but as you know, we know you should start with the BA Podcast. So let's podcast worldwide. We have five after this episode. James. <laughs> Bye.